Rick, 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 and that is on the beat. Like to welcome everyone to another episode of Warriors Over Weasels. I'm your host, Usara. Like to thank everyone for tuning in. And as we do always, as or as we always do, let me say it like that. I want to get into an African proverb because you know it's just what better way? You travel on until you return home. You live on until you return to earth. Ethiopian proverb. And I'm gonna try to tie this proverb into our discussion. I should. And today we're gonna discuss why are we still in urban areas? You know, you have a lot of people who complain about gentrification. However, it's so easy to forget when people are only talking about gentrification that we're only in these areas because of something known as the great migration and we did migrate from one big city to the next big city where we migrate from y'all and that's where I'm going to center the conversation around and hopefully the proverb I'm going to say that one more time you travel on until you return home you live on until you return to earth Ethiopian proverb so right now we should be looking at the big cities that we're placed in as a travel spot somewhere we've traveled to it is not home and we gotta live where we live you know we've been living on on these pavements these concrete jungles but this isn't home so you know, a lot of times it's easy to get, it's, it's real easy to get caught up on the discussion of gentrification, which is a problem. You know, in areas that we could have had as our black major hubs, such as Harlem, even Oakland, those have been gentrified, so to speak. All, all your black cities or your predominantly black cities have been gentrified at least in the areas of importance but what about those farms and those rural areas that we left what beginning in the 30s you know um we had what what I considered black flight, but we didn't fly. We were all packing up our cars and driving up north to escape Jim Crow, racism, white violence. And it's a book I read, Who Needs the Negro, written by Sidney Willingham. I think that's how you say his name. And this is an important book because it talks about our history it talks about 
how we led up to this situation and it pretty much lays out how we're setting ourselves up to be useless I mean the name of the book who needs the negro google it it's hundreds of dollars now and it's not the author that's selling it for that price maybe thousands so yeah I was able to find it at a good price I, I say that often because I mean that's one of the greatest pickups of my life because the information in it from the family structure to the social status uh, but let's let's look at what it says blacks left the rural south in huge numbers beginning in the 1950s for the north and west regions of the United States trading rural plantations in the south for urban ghettos now think about that we, we, we went from living in the south where grandma may have a crop growing everybody knows each other it's a tight knit small community where people may can even leave their doors unlocked and then we turn them in for urban ghettos and ghettos have never been associated with anything positive when someone say oh don't make me start don't make me act ghetto don't bring the ghetto out of me they're not talking about don't bring the intelligence they're not saying don't make me bring the intelligence out they're not saying don't make me bring out the best of me the homely body of me my cooking skills they're not saying that my mothering skills no they're talking about ignorance violence you know so and it was commendable this is a this, this is our these are my notes that i'm reading directly from the book uh in this chapter three is titled urban mythology okay so another note that i took is it's commendable how north whites were able to effectively get blacks to rapidly mobilize into all black ghettos so whites coached black people from the south up into the hood from our tight close-knit cousins staying amongst cousins and everybody around each other not saying it was perfect but it wasn't what we experienced in the cities high drugs violence murder rates fights low marriage rates the the, the low values that all are associated with this big city life because people are working away from their families some blacks in the south hesitated migrated north because stories from family up north said it may be possibly worse up north than it is down south and, you, and those are the type of things that were ignored so you have a lot, always in the movies they always were promoting moving up north or when the people who moved up north came south they would always get lynched they would always promote that moving up north was the answer you know, they weren't telling you that moving up north had that heroin. Moving up north, you was going to pick up some addictions and cold-heartedness to where people allow people to go homeless and to starve on the streets in these big cities. Those were ignored. This book originally sold, that I have sold for $1.95. 
All right, and my version says it was printed in 1970. I have to double check to make sure if this, because I don't think I have the original printing, but this could be the first printing, just not the original cover for the variation that they may have had between paper and hardback. Who needs the Negro? Sidney Wellham. Okay, and again, it's saying that and we can attest for it. So between then and now, we've seen the crack epidemic. This this has hidden small towns too, but the drugs came from the big cities. You know what I'm saying? So anything that we see attacking our rural areas, it came from a big mama son or somebody messing with big auntie daughter who went up to the big city and came home with their things for they for their people to munch on you know what i'm saying it's not it, it wasn't them small town boys bringing it to the big city boys it was a story about some brothers from the town my parents is from uh it was uh it was on bt i think uh, american gangsters about the chambers boys uh, out of arkansas they went to detroit and start moving big dope but they didn't get the dope from arkansas the small town they was from they got it from that big city and then they were able to bring people from that small town up to that big city and have them working in they uh they, they crack labs you know those were those problems that the big city had the materialism you know uh you go down south in certain areas man if you live on a dirt road not in no pearly white air forces i mean they may be buying them now but those things were of no importance to you you were worrying about you know farming maybe hunting cleaning up the rifles building a chicken coop some of the nature i mean you were actually doing something versus in these ghettos to where we just sit around idle if you don't have a job you hoping to get some type of food stamps because you don't know how to feed yourself and there's so many people that don't even know that you can buy seeds food seeds with food stamps but why would you care about that if you don't really have anywhere to where you can plant those seeds any knowledge of the gardening and type skills that you would need to feed yourself in the urban areas we can't hunt a lot of people don't fish even though we are surrounded by water pretty much everywhere in the world somewhere you can go get some fish within 20 to 40 miles but we 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 gotta look at that you know and now look at this urbanization and industrializations are not processes that inherently produce or resolve minority slash majority differences and discords so us moving to the big cities would not improve race relations is what it's saying it wouldn't make things go away us shopping with whites working for whites wouldn't make things better for blacks economically and it might not even help white businesses economically look at Sears where they at who else not around no more 
Circuit City. We can just name businesses that just can't make it, that that won't be here. Macy's closing stores from left to right. Restaurants such as Applebee's closing. And yes, this is with segre- uh, desegregated lunch counters. You know, they still can't cut it. So, moving from the rural South folk culture to the Northern urban life was a radical change. That's another thing we need to look at. So, if your granny came from the South, small hometown, and was thrown into these big cities to where it was every man for themselves, a gorilla, women had to work and be treated like dogs. Men weren't trying to work because they were, you know, denied jobs for so long they got comfortable with not working. Certain things that you just didn't get down south. Men worked down south up to a certain point. When nobody sitting around nobody's house at 10 a.m. watching TV because for one, it wasn't a TV. You was in somebody bean field, cotton field, doing something, working on somebody engine. And at the time when this book was wrote or when the information was compiled, blacks were majority in only one state. At that time, the mistake, that state allegedly was Mississippi. Today, 2020, blacks are a majority in no state. We are scattered out like a shotgun uh, shell. Like pellets from the shotgun. Scattered out. Buckshots. So, we, we lost dominance in Mississippi. We have no dominance in none of the major cities that we move. Major states. I mean, well, we have dominance in the cities, but not the states. That we moved to. So you have a lot of black people in Chicago, but Illinois is not a majority black state. You have a lot of black people in St. Louis, where I live, but Missouri is far from a black state. You have a lot of black people in Los Angeles, but California is Mexico. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So I just want to keep it 100 with us. Okay, so we have many opportunities in front of us, but by us not studying ourselves, we got we must look into this and place it into context. But I'm going to revisit this book oftenly, more often. Who needs the Negro by Sidney Wilhelm? Uh, again, I was quoting the, the chapter Urban Mythology, referring to the. African proverb, you travel on until you return home. You live on until you return to earth. The Ethiopian proverb, which is in Africa. But again, we must really look at why do we live in urban areas? And before we get too comfortable, decide amongst ourselves that this something that that's worth looking into and and after reading this chapter which more black people should have read when the book was a dollar 95 cents we may have 
came up with a plan B. I mean, moving to Africa is an option. Moving out of the big city just to a, a rural area, I'm telling you. You can shoot your guns easier. You can grow your food. No light pollution. You can be away from the noise. No light pollution. You would not be exposed to viruses as quickly as someone who's on a congested subway station. I mean, these are things that we must take into consideration going forward. And we cannot forget that we are just travelers. We are not home. It's not the time to get comfortable. And we must live on until we return to Earth. And our spirit goes to the ancestors or amongst the ancestors to await its return. But we can't be ignorant of what's going on around us. And I'm sticking to my report here. Um, according to the 1968 Kerner Report, white racism is essentially responsible for the explosive mixture which has been accumulating in our cities since the end of World War II. So they know since the 60s and, and even before then that this escapism, this running from and into the city was not an answer. And we have to look at it with our lenses and recognize that it's a failed system or something that is failing to work for us. With the amount of premature deaths we see in our community, the violence. So, in urban areas, I'm sticking with my notes, race issues are converted or disguised as urban issues. So you have a lot of people saying things such as, oh, it's not about race, it's about class, it's about money, but at the end of the day, it's about race and racism. And it's certain things that people of our race are only facing because of lack of knowledge imposed on us because of racism. But I want to continue going on with this book at another time because we could talk about this for a long time this is a lot of information so make sure you join us on warriors over weasels i'm your host Busara, and keep your head up stay on guard and Use some essential oils such as frankincense or something with citrus in it that'll help you focus and keep you uplifted in times of uncertainty. Times when we need people to focus in and bring solutions. A BB Fahodier family.